I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. Welcome, everybody. I'm all by myself in the Songtown Zoom podcast recording room today. So uh, Clay is off doing other things, and I'm going to share some ideas and thoughts with you. First, I want to tell you Songtown on Songwriting is powered by Sweetwater, which is the best, most amazing place to get your gear, instruments, anything you need musically. Uh, they've got it for you. Check out a link in the show notes to them. We appreciate their sponsorship. So today I want to talk about five different things that I would tell my younger songwriting self. I, I mentor a lot of young songwriters. And these are things that I find myself repeating often. Uh, because I think uh, they not knowing these things uh, really caused me some anxiety and some stress as I was coming up. And the, so the first one is be prepared to give it time. I mean, when I started, I had kind of set an arbitrary two-year, you know, trial period. I'm going to give this two years and see if it, it works out. And at the end of that two years, I had not made any appreciable uh, progress, really. I had, I was getting some better co-writes. One of my co-writers had just gotten the writing deal. So his publisher was getting to hear the things we wrote, but I was not making a penny. And I was, in my own estimation, I was failing. And, you know, looking back, I realized it, it probably took me, wow, five, five to six years to get that first big cut and to kind of get things rolling. And, you know, a lot of people say Nashville's a seven-year town. That's not So it's not uncommon for it to take you know, five to seven years to start making money and maybe start getting the interest of a publisher and all that kind of thing. And I wish I had known that because that two-year um, trial period really set me up to be disappointed, and it was not a realistic time frame. You know, I've not seen anybody succeed in that amount of time. Uh, all the people I see succeeding around me have, have worked at it for years. In fact, I heard the other day Ashley Gorley, who now has... 60 number one songs said uh and he won an award for artist of the decade or songwriter of the decade and he said you know i was here 11 years before i got a cut think about that he was here 11 years before he got one major cut and then he goes on to have 60 number one songs uh, and that's set a record. Nobody in all of music ever has had that many number one songs. So I think it's important to understand from the beginning that it's going to take some time. And it, it's kind of a long game. You're changing careers, you know, if you're or you're starting, you know, trying to break into a career in music and uh, just plan to give it some time. And if you set reasonable expectations for yourself, uh, that's going to not set you up to fail like I did, you know, feel or feel like a failure. And, you know, I think about stories like that about Ashley of like, well, what if he'd given up in year nine, you know? And so I think it's one of those things we just can't put a number on. You just have to be willing to do the work, keep getting better, keep improving until um, things pay off. The next one would be kind of related, and that is go easy on yourself. You know, don't don't beat yourself up for not being as good as 
the people that you're competing with out there. You know, nobody is when they start, you know. So if you're comparing yourself to the Ashley Gorleys or the Dallas Davidsons or, you know, the Max Martins of the world, you're going to be really disappointed and you're going to be frustrated with yourself. So give yourself a little love, you know. I mean, give yourself a break, you know, push yourself to be better and to learn and to grow. But don't beat yourself up for the things that you're not accomplishing yet. And I think that's going to serve you much better. That's one I had to learn the hard way. The third one is to learn constantly. And if you are a Songtown member, you hear Clay and I preaching this all the time. Is Songwriting is not something you ever just master and you get it right every time after that point. You know, it's something that you continually are going to be learning as long as you do it. You know, if you have a learner's mind and you're open and you seek out knowledge and you seek out new tools to put in your writing toolbox, um, you can keep growing. And you really have to do that to stay relevant and to stay um, at the top of your game. You know, and, the, and the, t- the top of your game and the top of my game may be different. You know, Ashley Gorley and I, I've had 10 number ones, he's had 60, so that's fine. You know, we, we have a, a, a different top of our game. But I'm still trying to learn and get better so I can can uh, approach his number one day. The next thing I would tell my young songwriting self is that the next song could be the one. You know, I remember I went on a writing retreat with my publisher, Kim Williams and Danny Wells, and um, I had not had any cuts at all. And... So we go into this writing retreat. We're writing some th- songs, and I'm thinking, that, you know, some of these are turned out pretty good. We came back home, and we demoed those five songs, and uh, one of those songs became my first top ten hit. It was called While You Loved Me with Rascal Flats," And that song changed a lot of things for me. It, it opened up doors. It uh, paid off all my writing deal, you know, what I owed my publisher. And it made me some money. Uh, got me a plaque on the wall for a, a gold record and a platinum record. And that was you know, the first big, big major success that I had. And it just came from showing up every day with the attitude that, hey, this next song could be the one. This could be the one that changes everything, you know. And that happened again uh, several years later. I go in to write with Jason Matthews and we write a song that, that was a career changer and a life changer for us. So I I would encourage myself in the beginning, instead of going into those co-writes with doubt and with questions and with fear sometimes, to go into the co-writes with the attitude that this could be the one. You know, we could write something today that's so good that it changes the whole trajectory of our life and our career. So that, I, that anticipation and that... Uh, I guess the projection of, you know, it's good, something great is going to happen. Something great is going to happen, I think, is a powerful mindset to keep going. And then the final one, and I alluded to this earlier with, with the Ashley Gorley stories, don't give up. You know, if songwriting is something you love and it feeds your soul and you are passionate about it and you're willing to put in the work and you're willing to learn you're willing to take feedback. You've got you've got possibilities. 
you know, and no one can tell you, yeah, you're going to have this many number ones or, or anything like that. But I can tell you, if you do the work, you work hard at the right things, you put in the time and you keep growing as a writer, I think almost everybody can have some level of success. And it breaks my heart when I see people turning back and, and giving up something that they love so much, you know, especially when those people have told me, you know, songwriting feeds my soul, it's my therapy, it's what gets me through the day, and then they give it up because they're not making money at it fast enough, you know, and I just see those people uh, looking back with regret because they gave, they gave up and now they'll never know if it could have happened. So give it time, go easy on yourself, learn constantly. Go in with that attitude of the next song could be the one and don't give up on your dream. Hope that was helpful. I'm going to leave you with a song called Red Toolbox by Scott McDaniel Erty. Be sure and check out the show notes for information about books that Clay and I have written, about Songtown itself, and about our sponsor, Sweetwater Gear. See you next Tuesday. there watching from the corner held every tool had everything in order he'd be out there every night just ranching on an engine hood opened up on the car he was fixing i'd help him out i'd mow the light just laying on our backs i'd fetch tools he'd need from the toolbox in the back at 916 french fit just right he'd tell the size just from plain sight that red toolbox remember as a kid paints a vivid picture of all the things we did every drawer is full of memories the only thing I ever own someday I'll take that red toolbox home he wake up at dawn factory job then he spend every night fixing cars in his shop he put me through college then i moved away he told me to see the world follow my dreams i'd send pictures of where i've been he'd send me some too some car he restored had it looking just like new the pictures he'd send made me feel kind of sad when i see that red toolbox way in the back was that red toolbox i remember kid paints a vivid picture of all the things we did every drawer is full of memories the only thing i'll ever own someday i'll take that red toolbox home and the cousins I go out to a shop just to try to think of them I pull a drawer and grab a tool to feel close to the man I still feel the mark and the warmth of his hand I sit down on that concrete floor and it feels cold I never really thought about him growing old I gather up some things and I start
start to pack, but I don't care about the stuff. I just want them back. But that red toolbox, I remember as a kid, paints a vivid picture of all the things we did. Every drawer is full of memories, the only thing I'll ever own. Today I'll take that red toolbox home. 